This is Bush and Ritchie with another Daily Takeaway and I am very excited uh, as we speak to you right now. Do you remember the classic episode of The Likely Lads where they were trying to avoid the result of a football game? Sure, I, can't, I don't think I've ever watched The Likely Lads. Is that bad? I don't think I've ever watched it. I don't. I, I don't think it's bad that you haven't watched it. It's just. It's just a historic episode of of, of TV. It's not necessarily uh, right in the uh, the time frame of of our youth. However, it's it's that concept of trying to go throughout your day without hearing a piece of news, so that you can still enjoy it in delay. And that's where I've been at all the way through today with the latest episode of Better Call Saul, which arrived on Netflix just after midnight. And it's so hard being on social media and, and not seeing what's happened. Do you know what? Obviously, we're both massive fans of that show. I normally watch it on the train, but obviously not been doing the train journey because obviously we've been doing the show from home. So I do feel at risk of uh, someone ruining it. Oh, would someone ruin it for you, though? That's the worst thing, isn't it? Why would someone do that? Why would they do that? Because that's exactly what people do on the cesspit that is social media. Hello to all our followers. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're, we're, we're nearly done. So I've got away with it and I'm going to watch it without it being spoiled. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie here with Home Time. One second. Turning off our little bedroom fans uh, so we can speak, uh, trapped in our rooms, working remotely like you are, sweating cobs on a Tuesday. Welcome. I hope you realise the sacrifices that we are making to do this show for you. We're turning off our fans. Bush, I'm, I'm home alone. Uh, Natalie and Rocco have, have escaped this afternoon to uh, the cool hangout of the cinema uh, to go and see Jurassic World Dominion for a second time. There wow. are little oases of cool out and about there if you look for them. Well, do you know what? It's weird because normally I don't like going to the cold section of supermarkets. It makes me feel, feel like I'm, I've, I'm on an Arctic expedition and I've become separated from the rest of the group and I get shivery and scared. But <laughs> at the moment, I mean, I, we went around uh, Tesco earlier on, the freezer section, Tesco, where all the pizzas are and all that kind of thing. It was bliss could have just stayed around in me shorts or something. Do you know what? I take my hats off to, uh, to to supermarkets. Full stop. I mean, back in the day, you would you would absolutely be going down the freezer aisles. These days, I find their aircons fantastic. I took a a very leisurely walk around the entire supermarket this morning. I, I'd happily move in there for the next uh, twenty four hours. Well, I had physio on my back a bit earlier on because I'm still I still can't stand upright, having been on the train for like thirty five hours to and from La Rochelle. <laughs> uh, and the guy the guy went to see that they had like a little air conditioned gym. I wonder whether we're dealing with a society of two kind of pillars here, those who have aircon and those who don't. Do you know what I mean? The have and the have nots. It's a very good point. Let's let's build the list then of little little cool hangouts that we can visit before we get a little bit of normality back. Where are you heading? Where have you been? Where have you found that was cool to hang out? Uh, there might be somewhere that others haven't thought of. Sarah's tweeted to say the basement that we turned into our TV room is lovely and cool compared to the rest of the house. So much so I had to put on a cardigan last night. That's just boasting. Thinking of hiring wow. it out for half hour sessions for a nominal fee. She suggests bottles of wine which you know what normally if you've got a garden flat or whatever sometimes most of the year it's a bit of a pain in it because you don't get the sunlight it can be a bit damp but you are quids in when it's a heat wave (laughs) yes 
patting around in your, in your bare feet on ice cold flooring. So jealous about that. I have to do uh, give a respect and a shout out to my middle daughter, Thea, who, as we speak, is just outside in the garden in her knickers, sat in a plastic box half filled with water in the shade. Improvisation oh. going on there. Bit of a cool place to hang out. And then Richard has tweeted to say uh, he was walking down the shops looking for a cold drink and an ice cream. Then he passed a Weatherspoons that's got air con. And he thought to hell with it. I've sat in there for an hour with a cold pint of Pepsi Max and a fudge brownie. <laughs> He's living the dream. Uh, Sean says he is outside the pub with a pint of cider. Uh, that's his cool hangout. Said it was raining when he came out, but it stopped on the horizon, spying blue sky. Uh, we are after your cool hangouts, little places that you found that are a bit of relief from the heat. I saw on the Met Office's official Twitter earlier on that there's like one band of rain that's moving around the country and just giving everyone a bit of like a, you know, it's almost like if you've got a family member waiting on the, the side there, if you're doing a marathon, they give you like a, a <laughs> glass of water and keep you going. So if you've managed to get that uh, and cooling down a bit, tell us about it. Uh, Stuart says, Bush and Ritchie, I'm currently standing in a basin of cold water on the decking of my caravan in Scotland. What about that? Uh, Emma, what are you doing? What's your cool hangout? At the moment, I'm sat in my car with a cat, <laughs> just with the aircon on. Oh, wow. Sat in your car with a cat. Tell us your cat's name. And have you gone in there specifically just to keep cool? Yes, I have. And just specifically to keep him cool as well. He's called Hephaestus. He's called what? Hephaestus. <laughs> Hephaestus? Yeah, we call him Hesper for short. A Roman he sounds character. like a medieval king. Oh, he is. He's very grand. <laughs> what type of cat is he? He's a Norwegian forest cat. Wow, so you sitting there with a cat on your lap in the car, he must look like Blofeld or something like that. Do you know what I mean? He's got Bond vibes. <laughs> My dreams have come true. My Bond bad villain. <laughs> you, you must obviously be doing that for the cat because any coolness that you would be getting from sitting in the car with the aircon is going to be negated with a big fluffy Norwegian cat sat on your lap. It's worth it to keep him cool. Well, you stay there, you keep calling. Cool. The best thing is you can have the home time and show on Absolute Radio on all the time. I have. I've got it on now. I bet Hephaestus loves it. He does. <laughs> all hail Hephaestus, Lord of the Cats. <laughs> Lord of the Cats. Roger says WH Smith's had a sign-up saying this is the coldest shop in the high street. I took 20 minutes deciding on which colour biro that I wanted to buy. Uh, 8, oh. 12, 15 for I love I, that, that, that kind of combination of coolness and then the smell of W.H. Smith stationery, which I can smell right now if I close my eyes. That's a heady mix. What a cocktail. <laughs> We're getting uh, absolutely inundated with people clarifying why that lady's cat is called that. Hephaestus or Hephaestus or something like that. Using Bolt on Twitter says, the cat, lady's cat is named after a Greek god, not a medieval king. God of fire, as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about fire. We want cool stuff right now. You're cool. Uh, what little places have you found just to uh, escape the heat? Mark's in Edinburgh. It uh, says, we didn't drain the water from my son's paddling pool, so once an hour I will walk into the garden and stand in the pool for five minutes to cool down. The only thing is, my son and wife are out today. I'm 35 years old. <laughs> Never stop dreaming, my friend. Never stop dreaming. And it seems that we can't get away from kings and history, etc. Katie and family on holiday at the moment in the tropical East Midlands say the coldest place they've been to today is the crypt at Canterbury Cathedral. <laughs> uh, Lucy, where have you escaped to? 
So obviously we work in hospitality and it's absolutely roasting in the kitchen at the moment. So we take every opportunity to hide in our walk-in fridge. Wow. Do you know what? I mean, I was a pot wash in a restaurant in Devon for a number of summers and the walk-in fridge is a source of coolness. But you do get quite scared about accidentally being locked in there at some point. Is that a possibility? Uh, no, nah, it's right. There's one of those emergency buttons. You just wang it on the book and you can get out. But yeah, I'd rather be locked in there than stuck in the kitchen at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so as someone who's never had the uh, the pleasure of a walk-in fridge, is, is there a handle of any sorts inside it? Yeah, so there is. There's a small handle, plus there's a, uh, a bright green <laughs> luminous button should the lights go out when you shut the door that you can press to get out. Oh, wow, guys, the, the times have certainly changed since I was at the Berryhead Hotel in the early 90s, that's for sure. What stuff, if you're working in the kitchen, then what things are people ordering, even though it's really hot? Are they surprising you? No, not at all. They're being absolutely <laughs> meanies. They're ordering everything from burgers to steaks. <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> Unbelievable. Stay strong, Lucy, and get back in that fridge. Thanks, Phil. Do you have a great day, guys. And Naomi is claiming that uh, she's chilling in her chalet at Butlins in Skegness. It's not necessarily where I thought it would have been cool, but we're going to believe Naomi. And Tony Bignold in Byfield. Do you know Tony Bignold in Byfield from Northamptonshire? Biggers. He says, fellas... A bit of good old biggers, he texts in to say, fellas, I'm chiselling out a load of cement mortar on a gable end and I'm repointing with hydraulic lime, but I've just wrapped the entire outside of my scaffold with hessian. It's still flipping hot, but it's probably 10 degrees cooler than outside. <laughs> Let's go and buy some hessian. Uh, Stuart, where do we need to head? We're on holiday in um, Burnham-on, near Burnham-on-Sea, and we went to the, the Cheddar Gorge Caves, which were absolutely marvellously cool. <laughs> wow. Now, we, we used to have them down the road from us. It's a beautiful place. In fact, the, the lady I used to do a radio show with back in Bristol went to audition to be one of the witches one year. And it's very cool down there. There's a lot of stalagmites and stalactites. That's exactly it, yes. I'm imagining if it's got that, there's a bit of moisture down there as well, which is even better when Personal it's Personal question. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I was inside. There was very little moisture down below, personally. But inside the caves, yes, there was lots of uh, water dripping. <laughs> well, do you know what? It's great to have an update on your personal hygiene and to see how you're keeping cool. Great to speak to you. <laughs> Thank you. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Been some great ideas of some cool hangouts uh, from you lot. Uh, Stuart's idea of the Cheddar Gorge is good. Not everybody can get down there. Uh, some some last considerations that might be a bit more accessible. Uh, Chrissy is saying, I'm seriously considering sleeping in my cellar tonight. It's a lovely 19 degrees. And Tom is putting forward the simplicity of the concrete garage floor. Oh, my Lord. That sounds like being interned. Talk about the crypt from uh, the cathedral earlier on. It's one thing that's been working in our house, right? We've got a normal kind of upright stand-up fan thing that oscillates. Yep. And obviously, at the moment, we've got uh, two very hot, sweaty children kind of crawling around, a six-month-old and a four-year-old. So what I've been doing, because if I, if I, we've got a, a bottle of spray that you, know, you spray people's hair with when you cut yes. your hair. If I've been directly spraying the girls with that, they've been getting very cross, particularly Stella, the six-month-old. So what I've been doing is firing the spray like towards the fan, and then the fan is kind of blowing it across the girls, and they've not even known that I'm keeping oh. them cool. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a sneaky way of keeping your children kind of you know cool and on the even on an even keel. Plus, you could do it to yourself as well. If, if you're sat in front of the fan, say, for example, you're wearing some sports shorts with netting and you've got oh, one I... of those... <laughs> you've got one of those squirters. You could do it to yourself, couldn't you? It's, uh, for example. 
We don't want to uh, endorse or condone here on Home Time sitting in front of an electric fan and spraying it with anything, but there are, there are ways to get around this whole heat thing, so just think laterally. I feel like we're all in this together. Richie and I were just talking during that last song about uh, the low-budget ways we've been entertaining our children uh, during the heatwave because you can't really go out and do anything. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and I was just saying earlier on, uh, our two girls have been making a tent out of the curtains, so they've been sitting there and pretending they're on holiday. God bless them. And then I've bought Thea, the middle one, a slinky. Do you remember slinkies? Dead cheap, but she's had hours of fun on that up and down the stairs. I do remember slinkies. As you grow older... Um, slinkies have mystified me because I remember being a kid and just being told all the time, don't play on the stairs, don't play on the stairs. <laughs> but but then parents will give you a slinky, which is the very essence of playing on the stairs. It's a high-risk toy. It's a high-risk toy, but there's definitely a high reward. Uh, here's a budget little chilled snack. Um, this, is, <laughs> this is something that I did. Get your ice cube tray out the freezer. Uh, make a glass of orange squash. I just use some bog-standard orange barley water kind of thing stick it in your ice cube tray stick it in the freezer then of course you come back out and you've got miniature little lollies for the kids and you've just made them out of a fruit juice what about that uh, you know a mix of free entertainment and health and safety violations this is the daily takeaway uh, we really appreciated all your, your tweets and your texts and your emails into the show yesterday uh, when we were talking about this fact that Bush and I stumbled across about how half a million children in the UK right now do not have their own bed uh, to sleep in each night. Uh, we were stunned at it, as were you, uh, with your comments uh, that came in in uh, great volume. Uh, and we, we said on the show last night that um, we really wanted to try and do something about this together. Okay, well, let's speak to the people who brought this unbelievable statistic uh, to our attention. It was such a shock on yesterday's show. Let's welcome to Home Time John Stratton, the campaign manager of Cash for Kids. John, welcome to Home Time. What an unbelievable statistic. 500,000 kids in the UK in 2022 don't have a bed to sleep in. It's shocking stuff, isn't it? You struggle to get your head around it, actually, because I think we all take it for granted that when we go to bed in the evening, you know, you're going to get on a nice comfy mattress, you know, obviously not at the moment, but normally under a nice warm duvet and you're going to have a great night's sleep. But to, to think that there are half a million children, at least, and that is an estimate, so it could be more than that, children in the UK don't get that experience is, is horrific. This isn't a figure that reflects on uh, homelessness, for example. This is actually kids that have a roof but don't have a bed underneath it as the squeeze on households gets even harder. There were some new stats that came out last week that highlighted that uh, 3.6 million children in the UK are uh, living in poverty at the moment, which, you know, numbers like that are huge and it's difficult to get your head around. But if you think that's Wembley Stadium full 40 times of kids that are all falling under the poverty line where their families are struggling to afford food let alone beds that's that's the reality of of the situation we're facing at the moment and it's so cruel and it's such uh, a cruel time in their life you know not being able to sleep properly will affect their kind of attention span and how they perform at school and then that's their one chance of getting the education sorted and sets them up for the rest of their lives so this this is something bad happening at such a crucial time in their lives isn't it john Absolutely. It's, you know, it's not just as simple as, oh, well, they're not sleeping right now. You know, it's absolutely affecting their future prospects and, you know, it will have an impact on their learning. It's a small thing or a relatively small thing that has such a big impact that, you know, we really do need to try and get a handle on, on this kind of situation. Well, John, look, this is this is something that we here on Home Time would we really want to hook up with with you guys at Cash for Kids because we, we speak about timing about the time of their lives. But 
right now, obviously we know how, how hot it is outside, but as we approach autumn and winter and the pressure comes on households to, to choose between heating and all sorts of other things because of the pressure that's on them, this is a time right now where if we can all get together and try and raise some money and, and make a massive dent into this, this figure, this could be a critical time ahead of what's going to be a really tough autumn and winter. Absolutely. Now is the time to try and do something because, like you say, you know, this October, you know, the energy prices are due to go up again. You know, I saw a video from Martin Lewis today who, don't know about you guys, I live my life by Martin Lewis's <laughs> advice. Um, and he was saying that we're, we're heading towards, you know, a, a cataclysm, I think he called it, um, in October with the increased energy prices. And that's just going to trickle down into more families not being able to afford the basics. And we are talking food, we are talking heating, and we're definitely talking beds. So if we can help in uh, in one of those aspects right now before it does start getting cold then absolutely now's the time to do it given like the amount of other awful things that are going on at the moment i was thinking has anyone got the bandwidth in their uh, attention at the moment uh, to take on another issue uh, and immediately after we talked about the, the statistic that you brought to our attention 500,000 half a million kids in the uk that don't have a bed to sleep in we had so many messages from people offering to help and to get involved it's definitely something that really touches people doesn't it this issue we're a very giving nation we're a very generous nation and people like to help uh, but sometimes people don't know quite how they can help and also issues like this you know the bed the bed issue can be one of those hidden issues that actually people just don't know about but they do want to help so if we're able to raise the awareness of the issue on shows like yours then that's amazing and hopefully your audience will will help us to then help these families that really need us John, we're pretty confident that, that we're all going to be able to do something together on this. Um, thank you so much for, for bringing this in front of us and, and the work that your charity's doing already. Um, and yeah, together, I, I think there's a really good chance that the Home Time listeners and the show and, uh, and the charity here, we can really do something meaningful. Amazing. Um, maths has never been my forte, but um, I've been double checking this. Um, I, think, I think, Bush, we're looking at about, if you look at a cost price cost price you're looking at about 210 pounds uh, for a bed uh, and a mattress that, that that's what you're looking at cost price i know i know obviously we're, we're very aware that that the times are tough but that's what you're looking at cost price for just one kid to get a bed and a mattress 210 quid well, you know, we, we heard from John earlier on. I was talking about him, you know, about the uh, the knock-on effect. So it, it seems flippant, doesn't it, sometimes? You think, oh, well, it's just like bedding and a, and a pillow and, and a mattress and all that kind of thing. But the knock-on effect through that child's life, if they're not having a proper place to sleep each night, and it's only going to get worse when it's going to be freezing in the winter and people are going to have to make some really tough decisions about, you know, what they spend their money on and whether they can afford it. Uh, it proves that even, you know, something like that is still so essential. So it's, it's something we've got to do. We just, need, we just need to get a bit of a game plan together. Do you know what I mean? We need a game plan. We need, we need to see if we can find someone that can, can help us, can partner with us, can, can, can jump on board and maybe get us access to, uh, to these kind of things at a, at, a, at a cost price. That would be good. And, and then I think we're, we're getting somewhere through this. But um, loads of you have been getting in touch. So there, there certainly seems to be an appetite to help here. So hopefully this is something that we can take further tomorrow on the show. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's definitely hotter than yesterday, isn't it? Don't you reckon? Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really? 
it's next level. I hope you're hanging in there and everything as well. I, I went to do a quick run to the shops earlier on, and I was just thinking, man, this is this is unbearable. And I was just thinking about other people who've got to work during this. Spare a thought for those other people that are sweating cobs. People in catering. I think my heart goes out to anyone in catering. We had someone phoning earlier on, didn't we? A lady that was uh, working in a restaurant who was literally going and standing in the walk-in fridge, walk-in freezer in between uh, orders. So why don't we have a bit of a medal ceremony, a hypothetical medal ceremony in this final hour of the show and award medals to people who have got incredibly tough jobs to do in this kind of temperature. If that's you, get involved. Anyone you'd like to nominate, Richie? 100% there are some people that have stuck in my mind since around about 10 o'clock this morning when I drove past them loading up a removal van and I thought to myself, who in their right mind would want to be moving house today? I thought of the people actually doing the moving and then I thought of the removal firm, the gentleman going in and out of that house and then in, in that big old wagon to wherever they I've got to drive to so I'm putting forward anyone in the removal business today I can just imagine myself doing it I can imagine myself in the job uh, grey Lonsdale tracky bottoms topless sweating cobs St Christopher medal absolutely reeking a B.O. <laughs> so making uh, friends if, making friends if you have got uh, no I don't mean people who move house got B.O. I reckon if it was me I definitely have B.O. <laughs> no two ways about it uh, Darren says cold stream guards yes Nick says loft oh. insulation installers a uh, lot of votes oh. for chefs coming in and uh, this one here from Andy Dobson says septic tank and portaloo drainage teams oh. <laughs> our friend Polly has just tweeted us to say as she makes a very good point pregnant people Yes. What about that? Very, 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 very important job. Uh, Sam would like to put forward, um, well, her husband. He's a ceramic tiler. That's who's going forward. Uh, working in a bathroom with no windows. Oh. Windows. Windows. <laughs> Gone all um, oh, hello, there. Co- hello, hello, copper there. Uh, no windows, no electricity for a fan. Uh, that sounds pretty grim. That does sound grim. I can imagine sweat going everywhere. Uh, bizarrely, the people at Krispy Kreme UK have hey? tweeted us. Krispy oh, yeah. Kremes have been on. They say hot air balloon pilots. Unusual. Quiet day in the office. That's not what I was hoping or expecting for when you said their name there. I thought they were about to enlighten us that making donuts was very hot business and they were going to send some into the studio for our return tomorrow. We'll be back in tomorrow, Krispy Kreme. You know what to do. One golden square. And welders, uh, says uh, Paul. Uh, I'm a welder. It's not as much the welding. It's just it's the same temperature, whatever the weather. It's more the PPE that we have to wear for the welding. Uh, Bus drivers has been put forward by Kevin. He says, surely sat behind a large glass windscreen with a large glass door to your left and sealed into your cab by a large perspex screen on your cab door. That ain't going to be pleasant today. With an idiot like me getting on, taking ages to get your cards out for contactless payment and all that kind of thing. It's infuriating even thinking about it. Uh, Damo says, any kitchen porter, people working in kitchens for sure. Secret Marathon, Nikki says, uh, the kitchen porter in uh, their restaurant right now has got aircon, although he will be manning the charcoal grill this evening. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Uh, If you've kept with us since four o'clock for the whole three hours tonight, we need to just let you into something that's been going on. For the entire three hours of the show, uh, Bush and I, both from home, our producer Nick in the studio in central London, uh, every every five minutes or so, just before we talk, Nick has to go to us, boys, don't forget to turn your fans off, they're really noisy. We have to twist round on our chairs and, and turn the fans off, and we're sat here sweating topless. 
Can we awful, just awful the... mental image? Awful <laughs> mental image. <laughs> Can we, for the final few seconds of the show tonight, Bush, let's both just spin round at the same time and turn these fans on and at least say goodbye with a bit of a breeze. Do you know, yeah, with a bit. Of, I feel like we're finally being honest. I feel seen. I feel like I'll be seen. <laughs> right, three, two, two one. one. There we go. Beautiful. Oh, that's so good. My my shoulder length hair blowing in the wind. <laughs> right, I'm off for a shower. We'll see you tomorrow at four. I think I might join you. Hmm. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. So there you go. There's the show in the bag. Obviously, uh, the pair of us doing the show from Hot Bedrooms. Uh, quite a cranky Richie Firth at the beginning there, berating social media and the state of society uh, because of ruining stuff with spoilers. Yeah. Anything else you want to have a go out at the end now? Or now that we're <laughs> no, finished? no it's, it's very kind of you to offer me the platform. I just want to make clear that when I referred to the cesspit of social media, obviously in every cesspit there's there's bits of value that, that got flushed down there. And obviously the value in this cesspit is our listeners and our followers. I, I wouldn't want them classed with the other idiots who would spoil what's happened on Better Call Saul. What a, what a wonderful metaphor to end the podcast with there, Richie. I love that. I think you've got out of that one. Thank you. This is The Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway.